Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me, as always, is the homie, Kyle. How's it going, it's Kyle? It's me. Uh, it's going. That's the only thing I have to say. And we are not joined by Justin, as he is dealing with some acute uh, bronchitis, um, which uh, I think he was just smoking too much reefer, man. I think he's, Jesus. he's coughing <laughs> too much. Bronchitis from smoking weed. <laughs> I think that's how it happened. I'm not a doctor, you know, full disclosure. But that's I, true. I believe that's how it happened. So um, you are the soju in training now, Kyle. Soju in training. I was saying that this makes sense because soju is a Korean drink. Now, did you know and what that flavor. was when Justin's, like, first joke just totally bombed? Did you know the whole time? Because that yeah, makes it so yeah, much in school. <laughs> he tried so hard to, like, pop us during that first episode, and we just totally no-sold it. I definitely didn't know where he was going with it. <laughs> I see. All right. So we're going to kick off the episode with episode five, the bullet train bombing case. And this originally aired February 5th, 1996. Kyle, you were what? Four? No, no, no. Three? I was three. Three. You're a year three. younger than no, me. No, I was, I was two. two. I was about you're to two turn years three. younger than me. Yeah, so, yeah. So you're a, a little, little two-year-old baby. A little baby. A little baby and... I don't even know where I'm going with this. Have you? What's your train experience like? How often are you on trains? I never ride trains, not in the states. Have you but, traveled uh, to your your homelands of, of Asia? My homelands. Yeah, I went to Korea once. Uh, I didn't ride a bullet train, but I rode something pretty close to it, and uh, I forget what it must have been called, but it's very cool. I don't understand why we don't have that tech here. It's just. That's what a lot of Asia feels like to me. Like, I don't understand why all of this stuff is in Asia, all this really cool stuff, and we don't have any of it. I, very I agree, man, totally. Like, I just want to get in a train. I want to go, go fast. Have you ever been to Put Japan? Put me in a gun and shoot me. Like a bullet, right? That's a bullet train. Yeah. I've never been to Japan. Have you? No, no, no. I've never even left the country, so I'm, I'm an all-American boy. An all-American boy, yeah. a reject, as they would say. But, you know, we're going to Japan through the power of anime today. And uh, this episode kicks <laughs> off with Conan and Ron and Kagaro on a train. And Kagaro is shaving himself because they're headed to a wedding. His um, beard, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the party shape. What else would it... What other parts would clarify. you be shaving? I don't, I don't want anyone to be uh, having the wrong impression. This All is right. a kid's show. Let's talk about how we groom ourselves downstairs. This is a logical <laughs> talking point. Thank you, Kyle. You ever use neat? Ever use what? Or veet? Is it veet? What's veet? Neat? What's veet? <laughs> is that cream that you put down there? It's for ladies? I'm not a lady. <laughs> It's that cream. It'll, like, uh, dissolve it for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just put it down there and wait, like, an hour. Do you use it? I'm not going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) See, we... Justin leaves the podcast for one episode, and then things just go (laughs) off the rails. It's a bad plan. Initially. But we get to see Conan. He has a new pair of shoes. How do you think about... This new invention that Dr. Agasa cooked up for him. 
I mean, this show is throwing new inventions in left and right. I, I can't keep up with them, but uh, I like the idea, especially since, like, they set up that whole thing where, like, he kicked the soccer in, like, the second episode or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just, uh, it didn't work. It's called so. long-term storytelling. <laughs> and then he also has spy glasses now. He didn't use them, did he? Yeah, because it, the, tra- like, the listening device was part of his glasses, and that's how he oh, heard Jesus. them. Jesus. See, I'm already... I can't keep track of these. And then the detective boys are in this episode. Yes. And here's a fun fact, Kyle. They were not in this in the manga. So oh. this is a terrible... Why did, why did this anime like the detective boys so much? They keep throwing them in everywhere. I think it's because they, they planned on like building a lot of filler episodes around the detective boys. So it was good ah. to get them you know, like constantly sharing a bit. So I think in and situations I, they would never be in. I still think it's like it doesn't make sense why they're there because first off, they're headed to a wedding. Are you just gonna bring like <laughs> a bunch of random kids? Yeah, they really somebody? don't do a good job explaining it either. Don't they just say like, "Oh, their parents paid us" or something? Yeah, <laughs> zero sense. <laughs> like, who's wasting all that money on a train ticket? Because trains aren't that inexpensive. Like, my good lord. Um, and so, like, uh. Conan runs through this train for a bit because Kagero is like, hey, isn't it strange that this kid's parents hasn't, like, contacted us once since we took over? (laughs) So his, like, reaction to play it cool was just to dart off into the train. (laughs) Like, Conan is still rather bad at acting like a kid, but he spots two men in black. What what were you thinking when you saw these men in black at first? Uh, because it's happened so often, I felt like now was the time. Like, okay, these are probably the guys. Because the one with the long hair, he seems more recognizable than the other one. So in the back of my head, I assumed like these seem like the guys. So Conan follows them into a dining room, and then he prepares his spy microphone, which was like part of his glasses, and then he puts it underneath their seat by uh, sticking it to gum. But then Ron's like, what are you doing under there, Conan? And then she totally ruins it. But uh, then we get Ayumi, like, uh, as a cute little girl she is, um, like, wraps it in paper and puts it in the ashtray. And this actually works better because it's a better listening area. So, like, that all worked out despite some issues. And then um, Conan sees the men in black again, but it's not them. They're, like, like poor rip-off versions. Were you disappointed by that? Yeah, uh, I feel like at a certain point, it. I mean, the show is so long running. Like I said, I think last episode, uh, I shouldn't expect to see those guys and them be the real guys anytime soon. But I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm ready for it. So I was disappointed. So here's a fun fact, Kyle. In the manga, those actually are the guys. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> why? I have no clue why they changed it. They turned them into totally random people for this. I'm so confused. Yeah, they they totally, like, there's very few episodes of the anime that, like, differ significantly from the manga, but this is one of them. They, like, just totally changed the identities of these guys, because that's really them in the in It the seems manga. so arbitrary. And not to spoil what happens later in the episode, but, like, doesn't... I mean, we'll get to it later. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll point out the difference there, too. But, um... So he's overhearing the conversation when they get back and he knows something is up because they don't have their bag that they had earlier. Instead, they have 
like a briefcase, which is probably filled with money. Um, and so he's listening to them talk, and they said that they got $100 billion, and they gave the other person a bunch of information on gold, but they're never going to actually obtain the gold because there's a bomb in it that's going to explode at 310. So Conan is shocked by this news, and they're like, it's going to blow this whole place to dust. And so he just screams out, dust, immediately <laughs> afterwards. And then we get this hilarious scene where him and the other kids, like, cover it up by, like, doing math problems incorrectly. <laughs> like, I'm sure it, it's probably made more sense if I, like, knew the language. But it, it just seems so stupid in English. I loved it. <laughs> it's real cute. And then, so they get off the train. And I thought this was kind of an odd scene because Conan, like, is, like, r- running after them, like, it didn't really make sense to me. What did you think was going on here? Because I, I think it makes sense if they were the people that he'd run after, like the people that poisoned him, that he'd run after them like this. But that like, was a good point. But like he needs to stop the bomb, so why would we be trying to get off the train here? And was like, the idea that he was a... Uh... Because he was like, I still need to question them or something. So like, How's he going to question him? He's a little yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. It doesn't make sense. So I thought that was a bit a bit of an error there just because of how they changed the story um and then he talks to security but nobody's listening to this kid um but kyle if like this little kid came up to you and he was like there's a bomb here that's gonna set off and destroy everything in 20 minutes would you believe them yo i'd kick that kid (laughs) like what the fuck are you doing what are you doing he's probably talking about bombs and trains in a post 9-11 world you're gonna say this (laughs) Get out of here. So this was written in a pre-9-11 world. (laughs) Remember that. That's fair. And then he figures out that the person must be on a non-smoking car. And then he narrows it down to four people that it could be. There's a businessman that's like wearing a fancy gold Rolex. And he's got his laptop out in 1996. There's this nice lady that says she hasn't been in the dining car and there's an old man when Conan asks him if he's been to the diner car he's like I love going to Disneyland (laughs) and then there's this Yakuza type that's just super scary looking who who did you think it was from that initial pairing Uh, they set it up like it would be that Yakuza guy I thought he was like Kazuma or something he definitely looked Especially what was in his briefcase later. He just definitely seemed like a character that was out of those games. Yeah, this was like Kiryu before Kiryu. Um, <laughs> so Conan gets up there and he's he messes with the, the Yakuza guy's briefcase. And he's like, don't touch my stuff. And he tries to grab Conan, but it sends his briefcase falling. And they're like, oh god, because we think it's the bomb. And then Ginta just appears out of nowhere to catch it. And then he drops it. <laughs> Why does he drop it? Does he just... Is he clumsy? He was, like, startled because, like, <laughs> the man was like, give it back. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> and so then, stupid. boom, it hits the floor, and we think the whole train's going to explode. But instead, we get a bunch of boxer shorts that with, like, heart designs. So he's really just a romantic, and the man's all embarrassed, and then the kids get kicked out of the car. He's a sweetie at heart. But, yeah, I really like that scene, just, like, Conan trying to like figure out like which of the four people want to. There's a lot of good humor there. I love the Disneyland bit, and then it's always funny seeing a tough guy with like cute um, boxer briefs. You know, it's a good joke. 
Although, it, it's another instance where now that you tell me that the detective boys weren't there originally, it just seems like they're inserted into places where, like, things would have happened anyway. But they're just there for, like, a quick like, little joke. Because, like, I assume the briefcase would have fell and the boxers would have plopped out in the manga. Exactly. And otherwise. And then, when, instead of Ayumi, like, placing the gum in the... Uh, right. Yeah. In the... the uh, the ashtray and the ashtray it's ron doing it and teaching him not to play pranks so like they're all in these very like secondary scenes but i think they add like a fun layer of like flavor to them that like sure the story didn't have so i didn't have an issue with it i will get to justin sent along some so, some information here oh, we have on thoughts? his takes so we'll we'll, oh. we'll let him have his say he wasn't as high on it as i was but i like i thought those were really cute scenes i love the detective boys just like you do um so Ron finally finds the those kids up the no good. So she drags them back to their car, and then there's only 14 minutes left. Things are not looking good. He needs to figure out who has the bomb. He's trying to come up with like how are they triggering it. And then he remembers the coning clue. The coning hint was cell phone. So it's like oh okay. So it's the lady with the cell phone, and then but before this. He was like, he's like, oh God, I needed to like let Ron let me leave. So he's about to spill the beans already. Like kind of so bad at like keeping a secret. <laughs> it's like every episode early on, he's about like just going to spill his identity. Um, but thankfully he doesn't and he figures it out. He runs to there. I like his distraction too. He uses the detective voice. He's like, hey, Ron's going to buy you food. And they're like, oh, it was smart. <laughs> I want this, this, and that. And so he runs there, and the, the lady already dialed the numbers. It's getting intensely dramatic. And he cranks up that shoe. He kicks the briefcase. It goes out the window and explodes. And, like, it's a really intense scene. Like, Detective Conan's definitely more about, you know, the mystery. But, like, they do action scenes really well. I, I thought this was a really good moment. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, there's something about the tactile feedback of, like, the gadget in his shoe that I just, I really liked how, like, he just cranks it and then just runs over and kicks the briefcase. Whenever they do commit to action, I think they do it really well because there's, like, so little of it in the show. And then Conan, again, really bad at, like, playing his role as a basic kid because he wants to brag to anybody. And this is definitely, like, the Shinichi in him where he just wants to brag to anybody that sees him. He's like, she's like, who are you? And he's like, Conan Edogawa. A detective <laughs> and then ron shows up and he's like but really an elementary student and he's so bad at it he's so terrible and he never gets any better he's like, <laughs> like this braggadocious manner to him is just a constant character trait and then um the police show up they arrest the woman and then they show the two men in black getting arrested as well so that's a difference from the the manga and anime too like she doesn't she can't get have any information to give them up in the manga so uh okay i see so they are but are the guys in the anime are they a part of the organization still or are they just literally random guys i believe they're just random guys okay because they they never show up again this is the first and only time we'll ever see those knockoff gin and vodkas Like it's cool. really, I think this is the episode where he learns their code names. I think that's like the key because their names are Gin and Gin and Vodka, and I <laughs> think that's where he, he learns it in this episode in the manga. I guess I'll figure it out later some other time. 
But interesting. Oh, that's the bit that Justin was doing in the first episode. Oh yeah. Okay. No wonder you didn't oh. understand it. because they don't like have their names actually spelled out in that. First that's episode. funny. Yeah. So or was it you? Did you bring that up? No, it was Justin. Okay. So, Either way. Yeah. Every single person <laughs> in the organization, their code name is like a an alcoholic beverage. Interesting. So that's why me and Justin were bringing that up, and that explains why you were so confused. <laughs> it's like, why are you a margarita or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just enjoy a margarita. Let me tell you. Hey, Applebee's. You know. God bless. Um, so it ends with Karen vowing to find the men in black. And, um, but they relate to the wedding, so that's a very sad ending. <laughs> and then we have a little fun scene after the, the ending song where Ron is like, Conan, what were you talking about earlier about the, you know, your real identity? And then I'm sure this is better when it's not translated by fans, but the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the kids answer that it was just a smart prank, which is a weird identity, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> And then we get the next can in hand for the next episode, which is chocolate. I love chocolate. Big fan. So before I get your take overall on the episode, because I know you enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it too. I really liked the the detective boys being added. I thought that was a good change. But here's Justin. He was upset, Kyle. Oh, no. He said, oh, my God. How do you take a somewhat important episode, take the concept <laughs> down way, and change everything else to make it not important? Not even the kids were supposed to be there. And they made certain scenes actually feel awkward and lose some emotional moments as well. And so I think the parts that he's talking about, like the emotional moments, would be the ending scene where mm. she asks him about the identity thing. And I'm sure he came up with some different um, thing there. I don't know offhand, but I think that's what he's referring to there. And I think that's a fair point. Um, but I, I thought that that change worked for the anime, which is like pretty lighthearted in nature. Um, so I don't take issue with it, but it is stupid that they replace like the men in black with like two random people that look like them. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> it seems pretty dumb. <laughs> and we'll only... I get what Justin's saying, though. I think uh, I think the only reason why I really liked it was just because it's it's such a lighthearted episode, and I prefer those. I prefer the ones that just feel really goofy. So yeah, we're we're five episodes into it. We haven't had like a ton of murders yet. Like. It's been pretty varied yeah. in like what what's yeah. happening. Yeah, I really liked the case in this one too. It seemed pretty interesting to follow. Like they were trying to stop a terrorist bomb threat. Yeah, it's a very fun case and like something we can all relate to. So Kyle, have you ever stopped a terrorist attack? <laughs> no, unfortunately. I let I let a lot of people down. So I know. Have you ever been complicit in a terrorist attack? I can't say that on the air. Okay. <laughs> so the next kind of hint is chocolate, and that will deal with this next episode, episode six here, Valentine Murder Case. And this aired February 12, 1996. So, Kyle, I'm sure you know as a gentleman that is uh, successful with the ladies, Valentine's Day is February 14th. So this was a very timely episode when it aired. And I would imagine. So it was just two days out from uh, the holiday itself. And so before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day, Kyle. What's your favorite Valentine's Day memory? My favorite Valentine's Day memory? Yeah, you're romantic, I'm sure. Oh, boy. What gifts have you I feel like I should have came prepared. Uh, gifts? 
what is it i'm not i feel like most of my good gifts come around like birthdays or christmas or something like anniversaries valentine's day i've never particularly cared that much is about it too consumerist for you <laughs> <laughs> you know there is no ethical consumption so uh i think the big thing about valentine's day to me is that everyone goes out so i don't want to celebrate on valentine's day it just seems like hell so be smart wait Take your significant other out, like, the weekend after. I once bought a girl, like, $70 flowers, and then she was, like, looking into how to return them. So... Is that true? Yeah. So, like, uh... I know no one can see this because it's an audio podcast, but, like, I could see it on your face. Just the... Yeah, like, I, I, I do not me. choose women well, hit me. clearly. Um... <laughs> Did she figure it out? Huh? Did she, Did figure, she figure out, out how? how to return it? <laughs> yeah, I think she seventy was, bucks. You know, I think she was like scolded out to, out of like not returning it by her friends. Oh, who thought I was God. being sweet, by the way, because I am a, a romantic at heart. But... Were you guys together, or was it like a? No, no, no. Okay. It was so like, I f- it was okay. like a friendly thing. Okay, I see. I see. It wasn't anything. It wasn't a grand gesture of love or anything. I was about to say, like, you got a bad girlfriend, man girlfriend come on kyle i know look at me presuming it could be a guy kyle come on now i am a rico suave to the uh, 10th degree um Uh, we should have a video podcast just for your facial expressions wow i (laughs) (laughs) all i'm saying is that i no longer try to date i'm just i'm happy just being voluntary that's the only way to go i think dating is bad women are beneath me so that's why oh, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so you want to use the hashtag men going their own way, MGTOW. Uh, it's great on YouTube. A lot of great videos with other men that have just given up women. And uh, we're reclaiming our lives from these terrible heathens. Is that a Volcel? Hey, there's nothing wrong with being Voxel because they're just voluntarily uh, selling. Oh, that's how you say it? Voxel? I think so. That's how I always I say know. it. I don't know. Volcel, maybe I don't know. Voluntary, don't know. it's voluntary celibate because you get incel, which is involuntary. So I, I volcel, so volcel, I guess. Oh, speaking of incels, there's a character in this next episode that we'll get to, I guess. Yeah, I saw a lot of myself in that character. Um, <laughs> Tyler, wow, I'm just being honest. Okay, so the episode, uh kicks off with starting uh we get to meet sonica which is ron's friend and they don't really go into it a ton here but sonica <laughs> is very rich she's very well off and she's from a, a very like a well-off family and we'll we'll learn more about her later on but what's your first impression of sonica <sighs> there were a lot of new characters in this episode so you gotta <laughs> i don't even know which one that was so sonica is ron's friend the other school girl. Oh, okay. So this is when they're uh, talking in the school uniforms. Right? Yeah, she's also the girl that if you scroll up in my notes, you'll see "Love Me with My Chocolate," and she's really. <laughs> I thought she was charming at first, but like, woof! I started to hate her really, really quickly. <laughs> um, so, to bring up uh, my boy Justin, he said, "Also, yay, Sonica first appearance. Get used to her now because she barely changes." So <laughs> good to know. <laughs> but 
But yeah. Is she like a, a recurring character? Yes. Like a lot? She's like one of the main recurring characters. So she's oh, like wow. Ron, okay. she's Ron's best friend. So we'll see her uh, in future episodes. And I think she ha I don't agree totally with uh with Justin. I don't think this is her most charming um uh, episode because she's kinda like just she always has this like romantic thing where she's kind of lovesick and one-dimensional in that regard but uh, i i like sonica quite a bit so i think i think you'll be charmed by her as the series goes on um but they ran into two guys earlier and one of them has a crush on ron and then meanwhile we get to see the detective boys they make a quick cameo in this episode and they are handing out flyers they're trying to offer their services to everybody and Kenny's just above it all he's just like these kids don't they know I am the great Shinichi Kudo. <laughs> I am above this. And it, it kind of reminded me whenever I'm working at like a, a gaming site now. I'm like, you peons, <laughs> do you not know you're working with the great Tyler Treats? And I am above reviewing this shitty Nintendo Switch game, and I should be managing this place. <laughs> I only say that with like 1% of sarcasm. Um, but yeah, Kenny's just... A, he's checked out he, he's over it but then he notices ron being asked out on a date to go to a valentine's day party and then sonica like quickly accepts because she has a, a crush on this kid named katsuhiko and uh ron's all upset about it and sonica is like oh do you like that detective do you like sanichi and then ron gets all upset she's like i don't like that detective geek and ken it's like oh what a dork i know like I, I really enjoy the the play on like uh, Ron and Shinichi's, you know, like will they, won't they? Like neither of them have confessed to this point, and neither of them will confess for quite quite a long time. Not the not the spoil. It's like my favorite part of the show. I'm not going to lie. Well, let me tell you, yeah, there's a good 950 episodes until uh, <laughs> they actually confess they law. <laughs> I mean, it would be strange, I guess, to see Ron talking to a child and saying, "I've always loved you." Well she's come on she obviously he's gonna keep it under wraps <laughs> especially how good he acts and he's oh, totally sure. never suspicious a pro and so we get to see ron cooking chocolate and then we get to see kigaro and he's just drunk laying on the floor like totally hung over i i love kigaro he's great <laughs> he's my favorite character i think he's... there's not enough of him to to be honest like i just really wish there was more stuff with him because, like, he shows up whenever there's a case, but, like, other than that, yeah, hopefully I want to see more goose. Some, I, think, I think he gets some chances to really shine later in the first season, but he he's, he really is just a fantastic character. He's such a goofball, but, like, they add some more depth to him that, like, in, that reflects really well on him. Um, so Conan asks about the chocolate and asks if it's for Shinichi, and Ron's like, oh, who's that? I forgot about him. <laughs> and he's just crushed. <laughs> he's just, ah. <laughs> And then, and then Kagaro gives his daughter advice when she's leaving the house the next day. And he's like, hey, get a rich guy. And um, that's good advice because, like, when I'm thinking of what type of girl, like, I'm not that I'm, I'm above them now because I'm hashtag men going their own way. But um, I would be okay with, like, a what a sugar mama, you know? A sugar mama. Yeah. Wow. If yes, somebody wants – if any podcast listeners here – really wants to fund my extravagant lifestyle um, of being a journalist. Get in touch with me. We can make this happen. Um, 
And that's why that's why I podcast. I don't know about you, Kyle. I'm just trying to like trick some sugar mama into trick a sugar mama. Me. I mean, it'd be consensual, so it wouldn't be a trick. Exactly. So there you have it. It's not. It's not. Con- wait. It's not. Wait. It is consensual. <laughs> yeah, be careful. As long as you're not tricked. So. Oh boy. <laughs> you said it. Um, <laughs> so Conan sneaks into this guy's trunk of his car. And then he follows them to the party. I don't know what his greater plan was here. And then he's just awkwardly standing outside watching that. Like, this is creepy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just love how entitled Chinichi is acting. Like, oh, Ron. No, 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 no. I am a boy, but I am still the boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to meet everybody at the party. They're all part of the Baika University Tennis Club. And um, everybody's seemingly having a good time, except for this one guy, uh, Namichi. He kind of reminds me of Justin. He's very antisocial. And, uh, Jesus. What? What a drag. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet two girls. Um, there's Kaori and Yoshimi, who took a, took a break from fighting the giant pink robots or whatever the Flaming Lips album is. Um, and then T- Toshihide uh, is which is like the guy that likes Ron. He describes himself as very nice and strong, but also very sensitive. What a sweetheart that guy is. I love him. He's great. He's a great I character. I I really felt myself as one because that's how I describe myself. That's actually my Tinder profile. It says very nice and strong, but also very sensitive. Strangely, nobody swipes right on me. It's I don't, I don't know what's going on. You got to use a picture of that guy. Oh, yeah, that'll get him. He's a hunk. He's a hunk. He is a hunk. Very nice triceps. Um, so Conan's annoyed that Ron's having a good time. <laughs> he's he's terrible. He's freezing Shidi. outside. Yeah, Shidichi's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're introduced to uh, the guy that's there in the party, his brother, which is a little small kid, and his mother. And then Conan, like, sneezes because it's cold or something like that. And then Ron notices him. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, I was in the neighborhood looking for a friend and then I got lost here. It just made, the explanation was really bad. <laughs> um, and then we, we witness a bit of a tiff between the friends as Katsuhiko gets mad at now, at Justin, basically, for being antisocial. And they said, I'm sick of your face. <laughs> Doesn't he ask him to like entertain them yeah he's like why don't you like dance for me (laughs) have you ever had like friends over for a party and things just go terribly wrong and there's a big blow up every time i've ever ever been to any social gathering it goes all wrong it reminded me of like um the very first episode of the oc where they're they're all having a party and then ryan atwood gets into a fight with luke and then luke punches him he says welcome to the oc bitch (laughs) <laughs> we didn't get anything as epic here, but uh, that's how they should start every episode. For real, welcome to the de- to Detective Conan, bitch. <laughs> that's what he did. Just punch after. Shinichi, <laughs> or would Shinichi be the puncher? I think Shinichi would get punched. Yeah, that makes sense. It, that okay? That's how every episode is. It's Kagoro, he punches Shinichi in the head, and he goes, "Welcome to Detective Conan, bitch." <laughs> So that's how every episode starts. <laughs> uh, 
Conan said, like, Conan jokingly thinks that there's probably poison in Sonica's chocolate because she just has, like, a a very one-note personality and she's not, like, a great person, so to say. And then <laughs> Sonico follows Katsuhiko because she's going to give him her chocolate to show that she's interested in him. Um, because the whole point of this party is that girls bring chocolate and then they give it to the guy. And if they like, if the guy likes them, they'll eat the chocolate. It's very strange. Is this an Asian thing, Kyle? I was trying to imagine. I feel like this might be a Japanese thing. Like how, like in Eastern Asian countries, like Christmas is a romantic thing. Oh, like is it's it? One of those things. I didn't know. Apparently. Are you romantic on Christmas? I'm never romantic. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn, I feel bad for your girlfriend. Oh, you should. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so Kaori beats um, Sonico to the confessing her love. And it's kind of like a Ron Sonichi thing where they were childhood friends, but he declines it. And then Kaori's like, oh no, you do like Yoshimi. And then Sonica is also upset by this. So this guy just broke two girls' hearts. And Sonica just devours, she like comfort eats and she just devours her own chocolate. It's hilarious scene. What else can you do? You know? Yeah. So we've all been there. What's the funniest rejection story you have, Kyle? The funniest rejection. Yeah. From a girl Hmm. or from a man. Hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, there has to be one. I'm trying to think. I'll I'll let you think and tell mine. Um, okay. So I was at a theme park. Um, and I like this girl. Like we were friends. Um, and I, I want, I like want a prize for her. You know, like being the romantic I was. I got this cute, cute ass Care Bear. I don't even want to know how much money I spent playing these carnival games. So I, I go up to her. I give her the Care Bear. I think I'm all, all smooth. And she, she throws the Care. It was, and it had the heart on it too. It was like Oof. the loving Care Bear. And she throws the Care Bear back at me. Damn. And she says, I don't want your love. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure she actually said that, but she definitely threw the care of it. Like, it's, in my mind, she definitely said that, but I can't remember. I can't like fully remember. I don't want to like cast her in too bad. Like, I can't remember if she actually said it or not, but I feel like she said it. <laughs> Certainly felt it what, when she threw the care of it. Was it one of those... Was it one of those relationships where, like, you guys were friendly? So, like, if they would have said something like this, it wouldn't have been, like, with as much malicious intent as, like... It was, like, a joke. Okay, okay. But it it, 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 didn't... But it still hurt. It hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And we were still friends afterwards and stuff, but, like, oh, jeez. The only one I have, I think, is, like, there was a girl in one of my classes that I, like... I was too nervous to ask out, so I had to do it in, like, this really roundabout way. And so I asked them to go see a movie with me, and they said yes. And, like, they kept coming with up with the excuses why not to go. I've had that happen, too. Yeah, that was, that was the only thing, I think. It's not really funny. It's just really slow and dragged out. But I do like Kyle, like, with that, like, brief brag, like, yeah, I've never been really been rejected. Pretty, it's because I'm too nervous. Pretty cool. I'm so afraid of rejection. Cool with it, the ladies. I don't really get rejected. I'm the one turning <laughs> them down. You know? You're right. I'm a king. King. King Kyle over here. Um, <laughs> okay, here's my favorite part of this episode. Uh, so the big buff guy, Teshihide, he's 
so nervous and he tries to he tries to hold ron's hand and we get this great scene where <laughs> it zooms in on his hand and he's like finger walking across the stri- uh, across the screen and then he finally grabs her tiny hand and then he's like oh i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna kiss you and then it winds <laughs> up it was coded <laughs> so he just like sexually assaulted this little kid <laughs> There's just something about that visual of this giant guy in, like, Conan's ridiculously small body smacked up against his face. <laughs> just a great, like, I really liked it. Like, I, I had a fun time with this episode. Like, there's some really good scenes. I love the, the character of Toshihide. Like, mm. it's just a really fun episode. Um, and then, this, here's an important thing to note. The small kid, Susumu. Susumu, Susudio, um, he gets yelled at for eating uh, chocolate because uh, Kaori gave it to him after she was rejected by um, by uh, the main guy, and then she, but but the mom is like real mad. She's like, "You have cavities. You can't be eating sweets. You know this." And then Namichi is mom. mad that Kaori's upset, and then he's like, "Katsuhiko is a worthless person. I'm gonna blog about this later." <laughs> blog about yeah have you ever read justin's blog no i, I don't even know if justin has a blog i'm just wow i, <laughs> wow. I feel like he has a blog he probably, he's Why probably doing still this to him? um so then the mother tells everybody to say we're out because like the son is just like he's a little shit face at this point and then she gives gives dessert which is like coffee and cake and then after the son drinks some iran's coffee she immediately puts a fistful of a cake in his mouth which he gladly eats and then Katsuhiko he's trying to light a cigarette he's out and so he bums one off Naomichi and then he goes outside with uh, Yoshimi however after he lights up the cigarette he falls over and he's dead a shocking twist to the episode Kyle thank god were you glad to see him die so happy you didn't like him <laughs> like the worst human i've ever seen in the show <laughs> damn like i'm glad he got murdered <laughs> stupid he's like a high schooler right yeah yeah he's just a little shit yeah but they have time to change and become a better person and grow as a not human. anymore <laughs> jeez he wasted um, that chance so it's revealed that he like had some of yashimi's chocolate before dying and then uh they call the cops and kogoro also comes by because uh ron called and then he immediately just accuses yashimi and he's, she's like well obviously he ate the chocolate that was poisoned and so the the lab's like okay we'll test the chocolate for poison and she's immediately starts bawling and conan's like i know this show shit has to be <laughs> 10 times more complicated for this, that to be true because he, he's even like, man, this is way too simple. Can't be that. <laughs> it's never the most logical way. <laughs> Which I thought was like a fun way of like acknowledging how ridiculous the solutions can be at times. For sure. He's like, hmm, what else could it have been? And then he's thinking, oh, maybe the cigarette? So Megari asked Naomichi if he did it. And then he immediately confesses. He's not even trying to like play any games. And he's like, I put poison into the cigarette's filter. And but then Conan, the observant one, because nobody else pays any attention, notices that Katsuhika removed the filter before he smoked. So it actually isn't that. But they're still going to, to book him up right there. And then, I mean, shouldn't they? 
I, he did admit he, it. So like he's, I, yeah, he's admitting to wanting to murder this guy. Yeah, it is attempted murder either way. Um, and what a what a Justin thing to do. going after this dude because like the girl you liked was more into him hey it was righteous man it was righteous what a soju move Um, (laughs) and then uh, the kid is complaining about his cavities because he had that keg and then conan notices the mother like frantically washing all the coffee cups and then we get to find out that Conan has another invention for Amagasa, a tranquilizer watch. What do you think about this one? Why not at this point, you know? Not- if he's going to be doing the voice thing, he needs a way to knock a dude out and impersonate them. So I think it's sure. good because, like, we don't want um, we don't want Kagero, like, getting too much damage to his head. <laughs> do we? I don't want to see him. I like Kagera. He's my favorite character. He's uh, just catatonic by the end of the show. Yeah, so he knocks him out with a with a dart. And then he, he explains that the real murderer is the mother. Were you surprised? Like They obviously hinted at it throughout the episode. But were you surprised it was the mother? So this is the interesting thing. This was the first time that I feel like I was able to follow the logic of the show based on the clue. So, like, they were doing a good job of, like, uh, explaining that, like, whenever the mom gave the kid the cake, that's when it, was, it like, hit for me. It was like, oh, okay, something's going on. And then the, with the chocolate, I was able to, like, piece it together. And then whenever, like, it didn't shock me whenever Conan was looking over and she was, like, washing the dishes. And he was like, oh, what is what is she doing at a time like this? It's like, oh, okay, I see. The only thing that shocked me was, like, the reason, which I thought was absolutely freaking wild. <laughs> so, like, um, would you say that the writing here is, like, from a case standpoint, a bit stronger than usual? Definitely, yeah. So, like, it seemed like it was much better thought out. Like, it still felt like they were, they were uh, writing it backwards, right? Like, they wanted just just have a big twist, so they figured out what the twist was and then did it backwards, but... It's it fit together much more than any other case, I think. So here's the fun thing here: this episode is the first anime original that we've hit in the series. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. So this wasn't like even written Valentine's by the Day. actual <laughs> author, and this is the one that you praise the most for its writing. The best one. <laughs> Who created this? Uh, Gosho Oyama. Obviously a hack. <laughs> But yeah, I I really like the case here. Like they do a good job of making it, you know, like a logical thing where they plant enough clues and it's easy to follow. And like sometimes you want to be shocked, and I feel like the series does definitely deliver that in spades. But uh, like I like this, like you kind of know, and then we'll see a lot of variations as the show continues. Like I really do think its strength is just, you know, really switching up scenarios and keeping it fresh. Because like there's only so much things you can do with crimes, but like they keep it fresh. Um, so this is a really fun thing. Um, but yeah, so he reveals the mother put the poison in the coffee and then the antidote in the cake. And then she laid down a poison chocolate when she found the body. But like, she's like, Hey, but where's the proof? And Ken is like, first off, bitch, we've got poison in the cups. Even though you wash them, they'll find it. And either like the cups or the drain. And then, uh, oh yeah, that chocolate's melting your kimono, you dumbass. <laughs> and then she's like, oh. And um, then it's revealed that Katsuhiko, 
was adopted and they kind of played it up earlier because they were like oh hey you and your younger brother don't look anything alike um, oh i didn't catch that yeah they mentioned uh, that early on where they're like oh is that your brother you don't look alike um and that his parents have passed away seven years and the reason why he liked yashimi more than kaori was that she looked just like his mother so a little weird i'm not sure what that means if he yeah. wants to have sex with his mother <laughs> Or if it's sweet, like kind of alternate. Yeah. What do you think? A... Is is it sweet the one to do the nasty I'm gonna go with, with no. someone that reminds you of your mother, Kyle? I'm going to go with no. No. I think it's a, a big psychological factor going on here. Um, she then reveals that her husband's business had failed, and she was trying to save the family by getting his inheritance. So it's a very sad ending here. Uh, what do you think about all that reasoning there? <laughs> turned dark so fast like the whole episode seemed so jovial in like a everyone's just having valentine's day fun and then all of a sudden she's murdering her son because she's like wanting life inheritance or what yeah like, life insurance money look, look at the state of this family now so she's going to jail the dad's business has gone up they're completely broke the one son's dead now and then it's just this poor seven-year-old kid. He has, like, all this mental baggage and trauma to unpack now. And he's got cavities. And he's got cavities. He's got cavities. This is not the time for this. Imagine coming home as the father. <laughs> yeah, we're, he's, like, been working all day. And he's like, Honey, what did you do this time? You killed Please him? Please tell me you didn't buy another purse. We do not have the money. Oh, God, it's worse, isn't it? So he's going to be hashtag men going their own way. Oh my god. So that's going to continue. <laughs> Jeez. These women. <laughs> so we get the ending song, and then we get one final appearance by the boy Toshihide. And earlier in the episode, um, Ron like, revealed that she did karate, and he just was not believing her. He's like, a cute girl like you couldn't be into something so brutal and violent. And he finds her again, and he's like, hey, so about that chocolate. <laughs> he's so oblivious that, like, she's not into him. This is probably why I see myself a lot of myself into him. Um, and she's like, no, it's not for you. And then she yells at the poor guy, and then she punches a signpost that's all bent up. And then he, like, runs away scared for his life, the poor guy. And then there's a, a sweet little moment between Ron and Conan where she gives him the chocolate. Um, and that, and then she reveals that she was going to give it to uh, Shinichi. So we get a, a cute little scene the end episode. It's so sweet. I really liked it. And then we usually don't talk about the previews for the, the next episode, but I, this, seemed, this was an exciting one, so I do want to bring it up. Um, so the, the next episode they showed is, like, Ron, like, being highly suspicious of Conan and she's like she we actually see her call him Shinichi and he responds to it and he's like oh shit she figured it out um so like how interest how excited are you for next week get to watch this episode I've seen it in the English dub oh, okay so like I sort of know but I mean either way it'll be interesting <laughs> be highly interesting and then the next Conan hit is barcode so we'll have to keep that in mind watching the next time. We've got 
two more exciting episodes next week. Hopefully Justin will get over his bronchitis and stops hitting that reefer so hard. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe it'll stop his, like, vape blog. There are other drugs. Did you know there's, like, cannabis streamers? Like, that's a subgenre. Wait, what? They just stream cannabis? They're like, like yeah, them smoking. I smoke some weed and I'm gonna play Overwatch and call this chick the N-word, brother. Are you talking about that video that was circulating? Yeah, it was really funny. On Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Man, racism. Like it exists. It, it exists. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kyle, where can people find you if they want to watch you cannabis stream? <laughs> well, not cannabis streaming, but I do have a Twitch. I don't know my my stuff, though. It's probably Spirit and Soul, which is everything. But you can also find me on Twitter at Spirit and Soul, Soul like the city. S-E-O-U-L. That's right. And then you can find me on, uh, at Tyler Trees. And then follow your boy Justin, who's who's sick. Send him some well wishes. He's at the Alpha, fuck, the Alpha Omega, I believe. Or is it Sigma is Omega? It? What is it? Oh, I think it's Sigma. Is it Sigma Omega? Let's figure this. We'll figure this out. The Sigma Omega. It's at the Sigma Omega. There we go. We did it. We figured out Justin's. <laughs> terrible twitter name we're just throwing some shade at our boy as <laughs> even dragging death- him all episode he's like deathly sick he's gonna download this to support his brethren excited to hear what we have to say and then we just drag him down the mud. <laughs> it's okay show him. he can blog about it and get in his feelings later <laughs> so it's all good um you can follow the podcast at case underscore reopened on twitter love to hear from you reach out to us we, we, we love detective ken we love talking to everybody we the support has been tremendous so far. We hit 100 downloads total through uh, two episodes. We've had more than 10 countries, almost every continent. I'm still waiting for South America, Kyle. That's the one continent that we don't have a listener in. we got to stay strong. So we, if you're from a South American country, I'm talking about my, uh, my what is a South America country? I don't know, Venezuela? Like, come on, people. <laughs> Isn't that Central America? It counts. It's the same. Sure. Is Central America even a continent? I think so, right? Is it? I don't know what I counts don't think or so. not. Central yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it wouldn't count. Does that just count as North America? I think so. Oh, God, I don't know. Anyhow, That's like getting to somebody hit us up in South America. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and if you're a sugar mama, I can be reached at Tyler Trees on Twitter. <laughs> alright so that'll do this episode thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week and better and Kyle won't like make me reveal all the embarrassing moments of my love life see I was counting on Justin to be on because I was like this <laughs> so we could laugh at him is definitely not going to have a successful love life to talk about and then I had my to bring Lord. up all my embarrassing stories this time <laughs> and then Kyle just revealed he's a bad boyfriend and hasn't given any good gifts on Valentine's Day That's right. But we'll be back next week. Thank you for uh, listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.